0: Alive.
1: Welcome to From the Grave, the Hit Me One More Time spin-off show where we look at reboots and remakes and try to figure out who is this for? I'm your master of horror. This is not, horror has nothing to do with any of this. I'm David Luzader and with no, me, my- I want you
0: to keep going. I want you to keep going.
1: My my, my assistant, my humpbacked assistant, Nick Shamooksness.
0: First off, why? <laughs> Second, well,
1: hello. Hi. I mean, why not, you know? This is we're doing us we're doing a thing we're doing. A I just s-
0: this is this is the what was it what was the other show we, we were talking where you're like oh yeah you're like your tails
1: oh yeah on you the know? now X you're episode. saying I'm
0: Igor like can I be like I don't know Van Helsing or something
1: okay look that's sure sure yeah and we got Van Helsing here <laughs> you're not wearing uh, me you know, yeah you're not wearing a big enough hat and you don't look enough like Hugh Jackman I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, my mom told me that a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm disappointed in you son, you don't look like Hugh Jackman. It's something we've we've heard a million times in all of our childhoods.
0: It's it's very relatable I think for basically 99.9% of the planet. Yes. Plus whatever other thousands of people you can fit into that point. Sure. What, what are we talking about? What are we What is for? The what people? is Beyond the Grave? Or from, what is the show called? From the Grave. What is From the Grave about?
1: Yes, people might be wondering, what the crap is this? And this is a new show we're doing. It's a Patreon bonus show, but we're putting the first one out here for free. So you're probably hearing this on the feed. Uh, what this show is, we talk a lot about nostalgia and, you know, old things from our past. But one thing, too, is that that stuff keeps getting remade or rebooted or revived, even from time to time, looking at you, Frasier. And this show, the idea behind this show is let's look at those, those remakes, those reboots, and just try to figure out why do they do it? You know, I'm not a, uh, and Nick, neither neither are you, we, we are not the people who are kind of like, oh, why are they making this movie? My childhood, brah! But it still can be interesting to look at these and be like, what? Well, who decided to do this and why did they decide to make these changes to it?
0: That's good to know. I'm glad I, I, I know what this show is about.
1: Oh, did now. you just figure it out? No, no, no.
0: I'm trying to be the point of view character for oh, okay. the audience to Thank sort of you. be introduced to the concept and, and all of that.
1: Yeah, well, for our first so. episode, we're going to tread on some familiar territory. We're returning to the Ninja Turtles because we're going to talk about the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, the Michael Bay directed. Megan Fox nope. Michael Bay didn't direct it? Nope.
0: He produced he, it. Wow. Even though um, I, I watched the
1: movie a day and the credits came up and it did not say directed by Michael Bay, but I just have it in my head so much that this is a Michael Bay film. But you're right. It wasn't.
0: I mean, I feel like this is information we should be prepared for, but this is the kind of drama that our audience looks for. It was directed by Jonathan Liebsman.
1: I guess it just has such a, a feel of a Bay film. Especially when uh, Shredder shows up, who uh, I think that's going to be 90% of this episode is just talking about Shredder. But yeah, it's not. You're right. He only was a producer, uh, not even like a writer or anything like that. I I think it's also because Megan Fox is in here. I think that also threw me off.
0: I'm not convinced that this isn't like a a Russia... Politics thing where like Putin stepped down for half a minute so someone else could come in place. Like in my mind, Jonathan Leesman is probably Michael Bay with like a pseudonym or like a ham puppet that he held. Yeah, you know, directing people around. This is my per- perception of Russian politics, by the way. Um,
1: I I mean I've never seen the two of them in the same room, so. <laughs>
0: Have we have we heard of Jonathan Liebsman since? Is the question? Now, no, apparently offense, he. Jonathan, if you ever. Well, I oh.
1: apparently he did the reshoots for the Doolittle film, which I have watched, and that was not good. But anyway, the twenty fourteen, I almost said Michael Bay Turtles movie again. The twenty fourteen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It was the first film or the first live action film, even though I have a hard time calling it that, since the original. Three films, uh, one of which we've done, and one that you claim is good, but I'm dubious about that. And was a moderate box office success that warranted a sequel. It's about the Turtles, the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're trying to stop Shredder and his crazy schemes. That's, That's the plot as far as I understood it. And even then, I'm not sure that was the plot. I'm not really sure what the plot of this movie was. Anyway... Before we talk about this film a bit, let's talk about the changes, because when you're remaking something or you're making a new version of it, it's going to be a bit different. And with the Turtles, they have been rebooted and reiterated so many times that things are going to shift a bit from version to version. But, you know, there's still some things that are always the same, like there's always four Turtles, except for the time that there was a fifth girl turtle, which we don't talk about that. Uh, they were trained and raised by Splinter. They are also always helped out by their human friend, April O'Neil. And they're always going up against the Foot Clan, led by Shredder, as mentioned before.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But in this movie, they made some changes. Like, first off, the Foot Clan is no longer a group of ninjas, but rather a large-scale criminal organization. Which I don't get... I mean, I get... Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. I think apparently their perception was that ninjas wouldn't drive like ATVs and SUVs and whatever other acronym you can think of. Why not?
1: That's limiting ninjas.
0: I I mean, I think it's really disrespectful to ninjas to think that they aren't capable of such things. (laughs) They they can drive ATVs just (laughs) like the rest of us. Uh, The foot. Anyway, I'm hilarious. Um, Second... yeah, actually, that's my, that's my only real explanation okay, for why sure, it was sure. just sort of like a paramilitary mercenary outfit who yeah, d- dedicated and- to apparently wiping out. It. Like, I mean, I don't know a lot of mercenaries like there's Joe. Joe's a mercenary. Sure. He's, he's a decent guy. He owes me money again, but um, the same recurring too. problem. A lot of people owe me money, mostly mercenaries. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I know that, that that there are plenty of mercenaries out there that do unscrupulous things, you know, for the highest bidder, and like they're not above maiming and murdering and so on and so forth, depending on what the job requires. But just the idea that they were able to find enough mercenaries who presumably were in on the plan of wiping out New York City, basically, and they were all just like what's my price point
1: this this you know? organization is huge like they they Do I get dental? There's so many That's of them That's probably what it is yeah they have really dental. good benefits yeah that makes that <laughs> really makes a lot of benefits. sense but they don't have like a base of operations the, like we don't ever see like where the foot hang out they 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 are like you said this like paramilitary group that is terrorizing New York and the cops have no idea nobody knows what to do about it like, they're more or less just letting it happen as they have their way with new york they are still led by shredder who instead of being a guy wearing a a funny metal helmet um is now a a guy in a mech suit basically yeah 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 yeah. oh man i i don't want to get stuck here but i can talk at length for the what the hell was that shredder outfit
0: it was, I mean, it was an outfit that was really good at shredding.
1: I mean, it did so have a lot of knives.
0: It had a lot of knives, it, or at he, least sharp objects. And he, you like, Honestly, it was funny because it made me think of the, the new Final Fantasy fourteen job sage, where they have, like, these little laser oh, yeah. scalpel that kind of fly around and summon. Totally, like, far down the road from what Ninja Turtles is. But either way, just the fact that he was shooting those things everywhere, I was like... Why okay, apparently. I'm and yeah, he's
1: them. launching them out, he's shooting them, then he can like call them back.
0: Yeah. He,
1: okay, sure. That's that's Shredder. Uh the Turtles were still lab experiments, but they were also the pets of April o'neill who uh or this time around is not a not a redhead, but played by Megan Fox who I actually felt bad for it Megan never Fox. Never occurred to me movie. that she
0: wasn't a redhead in the movie. Yeah. That's true. I... Also, I don't think in, in, the, in, the, in the, the, the 90s movies and in the comics, the Ninja Turtles weren't lab experiments. They just happened, a handful of turtles oh, and a rat true. were hanging out in the sewer when the ooze or I, whatever.
1: Yeah, I feel like there have been iterations where maybe they were, exper- but you're right. Typically, it is they get splashed by some, some chemicals and become human. And right. then they learn to think and feel.
0: Which is weird that nature decided that, like, being exposed to some sort of, like, talk weird radioactive Mutagen. whatever chemical is like, this is going to turn you into a human, like a humanoid form. It could have turned you into, like, a, a turtle buffalo, but instead it went human.
1: You're like right. I, for some reason, I hadn't thought about that that too much. But, I mean, it's, you know, all animals with enough time are just trying to become human, is my understanding.
0: Uh, apparently
1: i'm a i'm not a biologist uh don't <laughs> don't write me Uh
0: but but shredder is so shredder i think s- sort of sums up the movie as a whole which is extra which is hey we have figured out computer graphics now so uh. not only is like 90 of this movie going to be cgi um with well arnett hanging around trying to pick up someone probably twice two years or However, much younger. I I can't think of the phrase. Either way, a lot younger than him, and then, but Shredder is just like, how do we make Shredder more badass, more intense, more of a threat? And it's like, give him like the worst Iron Man suit ever, and then let him loose.
1: It's it's so bulky, and it it doesn't look good. Like it doesn't look cool. It just looks like it. It makes me think of you're right, Iron Man when he's in the Mach One suit. And he's lumbering around the caves of of i mean what was basically like Afghanistan uh and just like being real goofy like walking around there. There were times where Shredder was just moving around where he just looked really funny, like he had really bad spatial awareness in that thing,
0: yeah 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 yeah,
1: and uh about- the last i mean there's there's plenty of changes uh but another big one is that the turtles themselves are no longer human sized. But now they are rather these giant, hulking, indestructible creatures who have some sort of destiny to save New York, according to the opening monologue.
0: I didn't even catch that part. I mean, maybe there was just like a narrative flourish, but otherwise I don't think they were really fulfilling some kind of prophecy.
1: Yeah, but the beginning part has like Splinter telling them like, you all are going to save New York and you're going to be its protectors and etc, etc, etc.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I just took that as like when our parents told us that we were special and unique <laughs> in the world. Like, you know, it's not true, but it's like thanks, thanks, mom, right. thanks, dad, for uh, for making me splinter. Being like you're special.
1: Time.
0: Right, right. I mean, it's easy to say you're special when you're like basically four turtle hulks, you know, with indestructible shells, indestructible shells that can get hit with bullets, but if you put a little bit of pressure on, they start to crack. Um, yeah. A little bit of I don't know. It's the Iron Man shredder suit. Anyway, um, but yeah, to, to get back to what I was saying, is that Shredder he epitomizes the extraness of this movie, as you were just saying about the turtles. Like, it's not just that they're they're humanoid; it's that they're like giant and hulking. Um, you know, the action sequences are like I don't know. Here's a, a Mack truck <laughs> gliding down uh, like the 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 sheer cliff or whatever uh, on a snowy mountain mm-hmm. or something. I don't know why I can't. I can't set the scene better. You know, just everything is just, if we, it's kind of like the, the synthesis of like every not unique action movie, like around that yeah. era, you know, it's not necessarily trying to do anything different, um, but it's taking sort of like what you'd expect from an action movie circle, like 2012 mm-hmm. to, to 2016. It's not a Marvel movie, basically. Yeah. Um, And that's, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Also the fact that it came out in 2014. Like, we're in 2021 now. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it's been that long since the
1: first one came out. Seven years, yeah. And there's also, I, there's also a bit of... I think you're right. It, it felt very generic in the action sequences. And that's also why I think I thought of Michael Bay. I thought that it was directed by Michael Bay. Because, like, some of the action scenes are so chaotic. And so much is, like, going on. And, like, there's all these, like, quick cuts and quick shots that they don't ever really, like, linger on any scene, like, any, like, action scene for too long. Like, there's the part when they're down in, the, uh, down in the sewer and the foot are coming in there to capture them. And you don't stick with any one character for more than maybe five seconds before you cut to the next character and you get to the next character. And it's also pretty dark down here, so you can't really see what's going on that well. And then uh, Splinter... Manages to almost take on Shredder single-handedly, but the Turtles will struggle with him when it's four on one for the rest of the movie.
0: Splinter, a self-taught mutant rat,
1: yes, um,
0: that just really adopted like Japanese culture and the
1: to the art point of the
0: samurai to the point samurai, where it's ninja.
1: almost a a bit racist because normally. He, well, not all the time, but I feel like in more popular depictions, he's typically been voiced by like a, a Japanese man, or a Japanese mm-hmm. actor in some way. And uh, that in this one, I mean, he sounds like a white guy. It's a white guy voicing him, but he's still like dressed out in the Sensei outfit. And it just felt a, a little bit to me where it's like, "Well, we missed a beat. Now it just feels weird. That, uh, and I, I'm not going to accuse this rat of appropriation because it's a, it's a rat, <laughs> but it's a little <laughs> bit of appropriation. For all we
0: know, Sax got the rat from Japan, the Japanese rat.
1: Sax. I'm glad you brought up Sax because William Fickner is in this movie, and almost every time he is on screen, he is delivering so much exposition. He tells us about his life so many times. And Mm. and, like, there's so much exposition in this movie of people just having to explain what's going on. And very little of it is ever relevant. Like anything he ever explains to us doesn't really matter towards the film.
0: Right. It's all summed up in the, in the, just leading up to the climax. He's just like, here's my master plan. You know, uh, Mm. basically we're going to poison New York. And then, but my company is going to create the antidote and then we're basically going to hold the city hostage so that we can rule it. And I make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So the, the, their plan is, as you said, they're going to poison. They're going to put out something in the air. That's going to basically kill New York. It's going to take them 30 days to make New York a quarantine zone, which I feel like it would happen a lot faster than that. Uh, Then, then he's going to come out with the cure which the, the government will pay him a bunch of money for. He's already loaded, by the way. His house is insane. They show right. his house He lives in a times. castle. He basically lives yes. in a castle. And he's like, they're going to make me stupid rich. Like, you already are stupid rich. And you're right. He, he's, he says that Shredder and I are going to rule New York. But how? If you're going to give up the cure, how are you going to have any sort of control or power or influence?
0: Right. Also, like, you're like really hoping that this goes according to plan because if you kill everyone in New York, there's no one left to save. And I imagine the military, I don't really know how the military works, but they probably drop just the bomb.
1: Yeah. You the, know? The I don't think it'd be them, that
0: hard to find Sax and just kill him.
1: It would certainly would not. Shredder, also it's being released from the top of the Saks building and it's like a red mist that's coming out of this thing. It would not be too hard to maybe figure this out. But also Shredder and Sacks are there. They are where they're going to be releasing the thing. It's like you think if this is going to be something that's going to kill a bunch of people, you, the people whose plan this is to exploit, would maybe not be there.
0: Also, like your whole staff, keep in mind that when the turtles are like making their way up to the top of the building, they end up on a floor where, like, it seems like ninety-nine percent of the foot um, armada, right. whatever you want to call it, is the, is there. So, I mean. How, how are they going to get out of that situation?
1: I forgot. Yeah, that, I guess that is where they're headquartered out of in a skyscraper in New York.
0: Right. How, also, yeah. I like that, I mean, so, uh, A, he's rich. He's got this whole clandestine, operate, you know, whatever, terrorist organization. He also has a bunch of scientists. and I'm not saying that there are, again, unscrupulous scientists, you know, that would love to see the world burn, born, but there's definitely scenes where, like, Sachs does something like, there was a scene where like one of the foot soldiers he just sacrifices a random foot soldier to show the effects of the pathogen or whatever and then there's a bunch of scientists kind of standing around being like oh 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 uh like oh god what did i sign up for like i just got hired out of college i I didn't know what i was getting into uh (laughs) like it just clearly they're like what what the frick is going like did i really sign up for this (laughs) not that it's ever followed up on but it's just like it's just one of those things where I mean, first, let's just say we've—I meant to say this earlier—but David and I know that we're talking about a movie about four teenage mutant ninja turtles. Literally, the just saying the title, you're like, I'm not asking you to suspend your disbelief too much,
1: right? Whatever,
0: like it's a fantastically
1: film, but this is also a property that has been around since the '80s in many different forms. Some of them good some of them very bad. Uh, And I think there's like, there's stuff that makes this work. And I think the stuff that makes it work isn't necessarily present in this movie. Mm -hmm. Part of it too, is it's an introduction movie. So you have to introduce everything. You have to introduce the turtles. You have to introduce them to April O'Neil. You have to introduce the foot clan who are not already enemies of the turtles. So you have to set up that whole dynamic. And then like, kind of kill Shredder, but not, which, whatever. And it's... It, what, what what am I even trying to, to say at this point? Uh, I think one thing that really makes the Turtles work in other incarnations is that they are not superheroes. They are... Obviously, they are highly skilled. They are still, like you said, magical turtle ninjas that came out from a mute, mutagen but i think there's some what makes them work is like they are still like people in a way like they're they're fallible and in this they are just they're shrek looking versions of the hulk who are bulletproof
0: you know i will say we we've, we've been ragging a bit i will say that that they did a good job on the turtles faces not that, that i mean the turtles are like i mean the original incarnation they basically all had the same exact looking face mm-hmm. i don't even think they even had different uh colored headbands in the original so nope. I, I think it was just based on their weapons or whatever yep. and then eventually you got the color coding blah 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 um but in this one like each turtle looked distinct yeah beyond just their band and all of that and then i thought it was pretty cool i the the whole like Hulk Turtle thing like it, it it I warmed up to it like it's maybe not my version of the Ninja Turtles the way I would like to see them but for the sort of height of spectacle that the movie was going for it wasn't an inherently bad decision uh and at the very mm-hmm. least like the turtles did exude a lot of personality even if you know I didn't always like every line <laughs> out of their mouth.
1: I mean I guess I don't know you. you They tried to make it seem like Raphael was kind of like the heart of the movie because he's the one who's always struggling with his identity as like a a hero and a turtle. And he has like this big speech that he gives at the end of like, the reason that I've always been so hard on all of you is because I love you and I have a lot of uh, insecurities about my life. And I just didn't feel like that was earned. I don't know. I didn't feel like I got a good enough sense in the rest of the movie that he was really that much outside the rest of them. Out of, like, one scene, there's maybe one scene where he and Leonardo are kind of, like, button heads a little bit. I will agree they looked really good. I don't love the all-CGI thing in general. Um, I think it loses a little bit of, like, I'm just very aware when, when they're on screen with April O'Neill, like, there's nothing next to her. Especially, too, since we just watched Secret of the Ooze not too long ago, and those costumes, those suits, still look really good. Like mm-hmm. I I'd be right. curious to see what they could do today using that kind of technology and not just have it be CGI.
0: Right. I think a, a healthy mix of like animatronic or puppeteer with some CGI maybe to sort of yeah. finesse it, it up out. would be would be would probably have a really cool effect. Um so on April, we really briefly touched on it at the beginning, but Megan Fox, I'll just say like from the get-go, I didn't think she was that bad. I, she's not known for being this like actor with a lot of range or, or any skill. And obviously, she came out in Transformers. And really, she was just there to be eye candy for the male gaze. And, um, and this movie is almost like it tri- it's trying to say, like, April O'Neil, or by extension, Megan Fox, is more than just basically a piece of ass. But it also sort of constantly reinforces, by the way, she's also a piece of ass. Ugh. Which I'm not saying that, that that's what I was wanting out of it. But it was like, you know, in the beginning, it's she's trying to hunt down this. She thinks she's got like a new, a big news story uh, or she's on the cusp of a news story. And then it's like, but she has to go do her day job, which is basically bouncing, doing some weird public yoga, whatever thing. And then every other character is basically just calling her toots or you know just remarking on her looks constantly
1: shredder calls her little girl throughout the whole movie right and i I, at least he's the villain the villain saying that yeah but But yeah but why little girl she's like she's a full-grown woman
0: yeah but he's also in like a 10 foot tall robo suit
1: true everyone's little compared to everyone's little to him I did feel a little bit bad for me and Fox in this movie because, like you said, Will Arnett's constantly hitting on her. And there's like that scene right. where, uh, when she's like leaning out to take pictures or something, and he looks over and is looking at her butt and he's like, oh, yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing. Like that just felt skeezy and gross. And, and then, uh, the the, the part when Michelangelo is like, my turtle, my shell's getting hard or my shell's getting tighter yeah. or something. Yeah. Ugh. Like, ugh. Uh, ugh and everyone is it,
0: it, very juvenile and I and, and I, this isn't a, this isn't me condoning it I know that I mean Will Arnett doesn't have Will Arnett's character doesn't have excuse he's like an old dude but like teenagers are they have little impulse control they say a lot of dumb stuff and all of that outside of the context of like the rating of the film or the audience they were trying to 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 appeal to or whatever like it's not a, it's it's an uncomfortable line and also just like on top of how the rest of the movie has been treating April and neon again, by extension, Megan Fox, like having Michelangelo say that also in a Nickelodeon film, by right. the way, like no matter what, I know we're going to answer this question towards the end, but like, no matter what, like this is a Nickelodeon movie and they're definitely gearing it towards children, maybe on the b- a bit older side, but still children.
1: Well, yeah, because they got to sell the toys because that's where the real money comes out of.
0: Right. Um, and the, the turtles were often really inappropriate with April. Yeah. Also like I get that they're human, like they 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 mutate into these humanoid forms, but just the idea that like they are sexually attracted to humans um is just I sort always of like find that why not? so
1: weird. I find that so weird and stuff when you have a non-human character being like, "Ah, what's up, sexy lady?"
0: like mm, right.
1: nope. And all everyone is just doubting April O'Neil. Everyone's constantly telling her like oh, haha, silly woman, why are you trying to do this thing? I don't right. know. That's just very poorly written. Uh, everyone kind of around April O'Neil.
0: Right. In the beginning, I, I get it. I mean, she's come up be, coming to her, her boss and being like, I got this story about mutant turtles. You got to check it out. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the vigilantes.
0: Right, the vigilantes. Whoopi
1: Goldberg, by the way, is in this movie.
0: Yeah. I guess she wasn't busy or something that week when they needed <laughs> a news boss.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty surprising to me. Also, I was just uh, scrolling through here, and I did see that William Fickner's character, Eric Sachs, was originally supposed to be Shredder, but I think they got enough flack about that that they uh, changed it, which actually is very clear now that I have uh, seen the movie. Because the parts w- actually where Shredder is in it, and like, especially out of the suit, that felt very like shoehorned in, extensive reshoots. Let's go ahead and, and uh, try to make this work. Which makes me wonder what the original climax of the film was, because you had I'm,
0: I'm assuming it was William Fichtner in a because Shredder presumably as a regular human or just in a, a semi regular Shredder suit would have been a competent enough foe for the turtles to fight. I could see William Fichtner who you know, it says he grew up in Japan and was trained by a dude or maybe they would, they would have changed that story if he had been shredder himself, but clearly he would have needed to compensate with an iron man shredder suit, uh, in order to actually stand a chance against the t- these types of turtles
1: who he's like throwing around like they're rag dolls. When, when shredder is fighting the turtles, they have no body weight. Right. <laughs> One thing I did think was cool though, was how often Tr- uh splinter used his tail in fighting. I'll give him that. That was that was that looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, a rat's known for having prehensile tail. I get it; he's a mutant rat. But yeah, I mean, this is where we're going to get really caught up, up. right now. This
1: is where it this, falls apart.
0: This is this is where I draw the line.
1: I'll die on this
0: hill. Yeah, you know, despite all the Chris valid criticisms we've thrown at the film, I wasn't totally put off by it. Like I it wasn't my turtles, mm-hmm. but I also wasn't going to fault it for trying to do something different. Even if I didn't like a lot of what it was trying to do, like I said, the, I liked that the, the turtles had really distinct faces. I mean, I may not have liked all of their dialogue and the turtles were sort of up, like their personalities were sort of updated to like what people might find hip circa 2014. Um, but they, 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 they fell into their tropes pretty well, um, and even though sometimes the fights were chaotic like yes like the scene of like the the Mack trucker or whatever s- gliding down the 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 mountain or whatever to certain doom was extra but it also it wasn't a bad looking scene like it was still pretty exciting overall and i will also admit that when rolf was giving his poignant speech at the end uh, i did feel a little
1: a little something. Okay, so it. Nick loved this movie is what it's coming I didn't, down that's to. Not,
0: that's not at all what I said. I'm just saying that it's not entirely irredeemable.
1: I mean, there, there are a lot of ideas here, some of which maybe work, some of which don't, many of which could have worked better, I think. So let's now ask the question of like, who was this made for? Obviously, yes, kids are a factor, but I think that there definitely was an attempt to try to grab that. Transformers... Because the Transformers movies, whatever you want to say about them, there was like six of them, and they all made a ton of money, which is why they attached Michael Bay's name to this film as much as they could. I think while also, yeah, let's try to get kids, they were also like trying to grab that crowd.
0: Yeah. I mean, this movie was basically marketed towards horny boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, we've got, we've got Megan Fox.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the Megan Fox element, but the... Okay, mostly the megan fox element yeah i mean the turtles were illegal. a bit
1: immature and
0: the turtles were immature i mean they were action heroes it was a very male you know centric movie that and despite sort of the 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 annoying crap that april had to go through um she was a pretty significant character like, like she's really significant in the beginning and i mean she's kind of the one piecing everything together and then when the action ramps up she's sort of useless um but they still try to find i mean understandably i mean you're not going to send megan fox up against shredder alone um but they still try to find things where she can like interject herself um to Mm -hmm. whatever to to try and contribute to to an action sequence um but yeah this movie was definitely mostly geared towards immature horny boys
1: (laughs) so let me ask let me ask this question Uh, with money, right, right, exactly. Let me let me ask this, and this maybe might be this might be maybe the, the question more that we focus on. Was it successful? I'm not saying monetarily, it was. There was a sequel, we'll mention a little bit more of that that in a second. But in rebooting the Turtles, do you think that this movie was successful in updating them or telling a true to the characters version of their story?
0: Hmm. No, yeah, it. It. I don't know how good of a turtles movie it was, or at the very least. And again, maybe this is just being like it's not my turtles, um, (laughs) but not my Ghostbusters. It. It's like, despite the things I just mentioned that I like, it's like I'm flip flopping here. It, it, it's too focused on the glitz and glamour. It's too focused on, like, intense action sequences. And it does some really creative stuff. Like, it is a Ninja Turtles movie. But sort of, like, seeing, like, where the Turtles started and where we got to here, it feels like it kind of went too far.
1: Yeah. It went yeah. too far.
0: Um, Again, in the extra sense. Like, I think you could have still... I mean, it's a Ninja Turtles movie. I'm not expecting a really nuanced, sophisticated plot. Like rich guy trying to get richer while murdering entire city is par for the course. Um, but just the fact that like shredder had to have this, this giant iron man suit, the turtles had to be like these hulking monstrosities. Um, I think, I think they could have dialed in even just a little bit. And I, like we said earlier, maybe like more puppeteer animatronic suits with like a, a slice of CGI added in or spice or whatever. Um, Maybe would have gone a long way. Um, but otherwise, I, I, yeah, I think th- to sum it up, so I don't just on, ramble on, is like it It was almost there, but it just kind of like I saw what it was trying to do and then it just went too far. It was too extra.
1: I agree. I think it's, it is not ultimately successful in being a good, wow, the Ninja Turtles really have very few good movies. I feel kind of kind of bad for those fictional Turtles. You're right that it goes too far. It's a bit extra. I mean, God, Shredder. Everything about that was like nobody said no to any idea anybody had for that Shredder suit. And this movie needed maybe maybe a few people saying no. Now, there was a sequel to the film, 2016's Out of the Shadows, as it was called. And we are going to be discussing that film. Nick and I will be on TV Travis's podcast called Wait, You Haven't Seen. Where we will be discussing the film with him, so make sure to check that out. And if you liked this show, if you want to hear more of it, as well as our other bonus content, this is out on our regular feed because it's our first episode. But we're gonna going forward, this will only be on our Patreon bonus feed. You can get it plus all of our other bonuses plus all the other great stuff for just five bucks a month. Patreon.com/slash hit me one more time. We would really appreciate it there if you uh, if you helped us out. Nick, I don't have a way to sign off this show.
0: Kawa uh, Bunga. This was fun. Oh my God, I hate myself. That's
1: the and sign that's off. That's going to do it for us. What's wrong with